Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Be Simply. This is she, and I want to thank you for joining us today. We are going to connect today to the roots, connecting to how we can nourish self with food, and at the same time, expand how we feel about self. With that being said, I think it's really important, as we discussed a little bit further last time, to really identify how and why and when we eat and to notice when we are actually physically filling ourselves up with food because of stress, anxiety, emotions, whatever it might be, attempting to make ourselves feel better in a moment and using food to do that. So what I'd like you to do is that's how we're going to go around the episode today is to revisit that, to revisit how you currently eat and it can you could be eating a lot of healthy foods, however you might be eating them for the wrong reasons. Uh, so I want you to really connect to that. Are you eating balanced, meaning balance and harmony with what you need, not over-consuming? Are you honoring the food? Are you showing it respect? And do you have a dialogue with it? So this is a beautiful alchemy, and people... Uh, are attuned to it on some level because they go for food to placate themselves as far as making themselves feeling better, probably more than not. And then there's the community of people that go ahead and diet and change their diet because of illness or because they want to change their physical body shape. That is another way to relate to food. And then there's other people that just eat. They don't really worry about it one way or the other. They just eat. And then there's people on this planet that don't have any food and manage to survive in different ways without overabundance of food. So right now, I just want you to connect to how you eat. Uh, What's your relationship with food? We're going to listen to a little random rap about uh, letting go. So if we let go sometimes of the constructs we have in our mind, how we approach something, then we can move forward and explore new bodies of information and sometimes enrich the way we live, the way we think about things, and our worldview can actually shift so we can be more harmonious with the system that we're living in. So with that being said, take a deep breath, connect to the base of your spine and breathe in and out and connect to that energy field, the root, the base of the spine, like the roots of the trees, and really spend some time where you'd like to let go of your existing relationship with food and see where you'd like to cultivate a more healthy relationship with that food.
Well, I'll be letting go now. That's a little random rap. And as we connect to our root and just, again, bring in that awareness of something that we talked about last week was to connect with how and why we eat and what has been our trend and why we uh, want to consume food. So it's really full spectrum. One, it's we're hungry, we have a need, we are wanting to be filled up with food to nourish ourselves, just plain and simple. And then there might be another reason that we're ill and we completely change our diet system to become well. So we utilize food for medicine or to support our healing process. Then there might be a compulsion or an addiction to food where we're utilizing food to avoid healing. We might have an eating disorder or we might have an injury or trauma that we want to numb ourselves from or or, uh, involuntary response where we can't control ourselves, where we're over-consuming or under-consuming. And then we might just want to really morph our body shape and use food as a mechanism to assist us in doing that by dieting, using these food trends to shapeshift our body. And then finally, we might just be really interested in wellness and then become really adept at knowing a lot about food and sometimes, not all, might have a disharmony there because we might become a superfood junkie or uh, go to an extreme where everything becomes this major operation when we eat and the simplicity is left. So my my focus here today is to share just some ideas, some concepts, and for you to maybe bring some witnessing state to where you are within that spectrum and maybe how to bring more harmony and balance to it with simplicity. I'm really a big advocate for simplicity. I really do not want to have to depend on any powders or mixes or manufacturers. I really want to be able to just to be the food forager, go into the forest and eat food if I need to. And then because we have all these beautiful things accessible to us, you can abide in some of these beautiful products and pleasures that are out there on the market from the superfood industry to uh, just man-made products that are an inspiration and go in to eat whole foods. So today, once you've, we're going to talk about one, a couple concepts, one, how to eat seasonally and why we might want to do this. And then we're going to bring in the art of giving within our food consumption. Because here on the North American continent, where I am right now, we tend to waste a lot of food. Restaurants give you large portions. Maybe people consume all of them, but large, large portions. And we tend to over-consume when we go to the grocery store or the farmer's market, and a lot of that food goes to waste. So we're going to talk about bringing that into balance, into harmony, learning how to just consume what's needed to purchase potentially just what's needed and also to give and then finally how do we eat seasonally and how do we re understand what that means right now we have this luxury that apples can be flown in from New Zealand so you can be having apples in the middle of 
summer, uh, which typically are grown in a fall season. We have this luxury that people are growing maybe tomatoes year-round, which typically are either grown year-round in a Mediterranean climate or they are grown in the summer in a climate that has heat. So when we learn to think about these things, we can shift how we relate to them. And then people might have this inspiration that they want to give back. If we start to engage in how we were intended to commune with food and how it was in the Andean culture, how it has been in many times over, we live seasonally with the farms, we start to bring balance to our ecosystem. So that's rather exciting in my mind's eye. And it's something to play with because in Ayurvedic systems and Chinese medicine systems, these also have the same system set up with eating seasonally. So we have enough science behind this that it's not just some kooky idea, we can go to Ayurveda, we can go to Chinese medicine, we can go to the Andean culture and we could see that they ate within the seasons, that they grow, grew food within the seasons and these seasons actually exist within our physical dwelling and guess what, when we do that we're in harmony with what our body needs. So the most basic way to look at this is that when we are in winter, what are we craving? We're craving more warm foods, we tend to eat a little bit heartier. That's one because of what's grown and maybe the temperature outside is cooler and so we need some more Agni heat to rise our temperature. We're not eating or craving if you really attune yourself as much cold, watery vegetables and those aren't available. So if you're eating those watery vegetables in the winter, because you're getting them from another part of the world, you're not in harmony with, one, the ecosystem you're living in, nor are you in harmony with what your body potentially needs. And it's going to vary based on the climate that you're in. And this is a really important thing. People say, oh, uh, in the Mediterranean they eat like this and it's really healthy. Well, yeah, that's because in the Mediterranean that's what they grow and eat. So if you traveled in southern Italy or Greece, uh, Greece, for example, is very arid. There's basically the vegetable content is pretty simple. It's tomatoes, it's cucumbers, there's olives, <laughs> there's not a, peppers. There's not a lot of watery vegetables, vegetables that need a lot of water to grow. Uh, pretty simple vegetable base there, yet that works for their diet because guess what? They harmonize with that climate. They eat the vegetables that the earth produces. They stay well. Now, it doesn't mean that that would necessarily work for us in different parts of the world. We have to be mindful of what the earth, Gaia, is yielding to us in a specific region. So take note with where you are, where your feet are on planet earth, and if you can, have some fun with it. Research back what was naturally grown in that region. And you could do your part. Maybe you want to have a little garden. You could start thinking, wow, I'm going to start growing some of these things. For example, I was out hiking with uh, a group of young boys a week ago, and there were fig trees, a couple of fig trees in this canyon. And I was talking to the ranger afterwards, and she said, yeah, those, those are a problem. They're not native to this region, and they take up a lot of water. And I was like, wow, think about this. So we have a tree that would do better 
in a tropical environment where an area where it gets more water or a forest maybe that gets a lot of water and here it somehow through birds or whatever ended up a, a fig dropped and started to grow a tree so the environment potentially has to adapt and many times we see this all the time we plant things that we want yet they're not conducive to the environment and start to over consume our resources so sit back for a moment take a deep breath and think about do i eat within season do i eat the same thing year round where am i living and what is naturally grown there and could that possibly bring me into harmony with myself and my environment this is that self-soil concept. How can I be in harmony with that? So I want you to just take a deep breath. And if you don't know, that's okay. Just take a deep breath and just think about that for a moment. Place your hand on your abdomen where your stomach is. Breathing in and out and just tuning into what you need today. Tuning into what works for you and what feels good for your physical temple, if you're taking a lot of pharmacology or herbs or supplements, again, this is something to be noted because if we go out in nature, the saber-toothed tiger isn't sniffing a bunch of maybe essential oils or the saber-toothed tiger is going over and sniffing maybe the plants and receives that essence that way but they're not like overly sniffing the flowers i haven't seen a lot of bears overly sniffing the flowers so i want you to say wow i'd like to be in harmony how can i do that and where am i in disharmony notice the places where you have a little bit of an addictive personality are you really excited about chaya seeds and eat so many that it's not really in harmony and do you know where the chaya seeds from and does it really belong in your ecosystem here in this location? For instance, I love coconuts, <laughs> yet we don't grow a lot of coconuts here where I live. So that's a question. Is that something that I should be consuming in this location? Is that something that I could actually be consuming another watery vegetable or fruit that would feed me the same way? So once we become in tune with this, we might start to harmonize, and this is really might be considered finite, but we might start to harmonize with what works for us and what was intended. So let's just take a pause and take a deep breath, breathing in and out, placing that hand on the solar plexus. This is where our inner agni is. This is a great practice, breathing in and out another deep breath in and out connecting to your entire system connecting with how you're feeling today, how is your digestion, how is your eating, how was your eating last night, how is your food consumption, and where do you want to step into the next with it? Where would you like to bring it in harmony? So we can talk about 
the seasons, as I just have shared with you, and bringing harmony into what our ecosystem is, if we start to really think, wow, this is what my ecosystem is, and how could I be a little bit more respectful of this ecosystem here? So think about where you live, what is naturally available, and could you start just simple steps eating what's naturally available there? Southern California, that's where I am right now. Lots of Mediterranean, it's a Mediterranean climate, cucumbers, uh, tomatoes, those grow naturally here. Uh, We have the luxury, because of our climate, that we can grow a lot of foods here. If I'm in Arizona, where I grew up, what grows there is corn. Uh, There are melons grow in the summer, squash. Thinking about what naturally grows there, a lot of herbs, rosemary, uh, those grow really nicely, sage. Thinking about your ecosystem and what works within those ecosystems and how could you make that work. You know, I uh, have had the, the pleasure of learning from the Hopi and they store a lot of their food and tradition through the winter so they have food and they grow food out of very arid conditions. And their traditional food is quite simple. So that's another clue to us. We've become (laughs) so used to having so much, so abundant on so many levels, so many choices, so many options, yet can our physical system handle that? So I'd like you to think about in this next week, potentially start paying attention to what you're eating. Is this traditional food from the location? Can you start eating a little bit more food, introducing more food in your diet? Uh, North American continent, we are in summer. Can you eat the watery vegetables? Can you eat the lettuces? Can you eat the salads, the cool foods? And what's naturally available, tomatoes, melons, grapes, can you eat those? And stay away from the other things that you might want to eat that are from another season. And see how that feels. Experiment with it. Play with it. Start to listen. And then from there, start to think about how you, in your own system, would like to bring in a little bit more harmony. One, eating seasonally. And then number two, really start to address why you're eating, how you're eating, when you're eating, and what needs to be looked at below placating ourselves with food or diet or even healing. If you're in in disease right now, how can you do the inner, deeper healing so that food can be of greater benefit for you during that process? Then finally, how can we serve with food? As I mentioned in the beginning of this segment is that one way to always shift our relationship with anything is to bring it into gratitude and into service, generosity, paying something forward. So how can we do that? How can we pay something forward to someone else and really bring something else into us, which is our heart into activation, bringing a a feedback loop that may bring us out of our moment. So if maybe you eat when you're stressed, if you decide to give in that moment, you won't overconsume the food and you'll have a new relationship of that moment and how to nourish yourself properly. So when we bring in service with a food, this is a really simple act. 
we tend to get large portions in certain parts of the world over abundance of food or we over prepare food for people that we can give with food we can use this as an opportunity so say you go to a restaurant rather than over consuming the meal only eat half of the meal or a quarter of the meal depending on the size take the rest and then go out to the world and give it away. Give it to a homeless person. Give it to a neighbor that might not be able to get out and have a nice meal. Even have it split before you start. Say, I'd like to sh- take half of this home. Can you put it in a box for me now? And have them prepare the box. And if you want to give it to someone in your neighborhood that doesn't have the means to go out, beautiful way to give. Second way to give is what you consume at the grocery store. This can bring that into balance. Again, if we get more in balance as a culture, not over-consuming things, we're going to be more in harmony with our planet and with each other. So if you're over-consuming groceries, you notice that you throw a lot of food away. Two things to do with that extra food. One, veggies, start a compost. Start creating a compost, feeding the soil, growing some food. And then when if you have extra food, from the grocery store or your garden, start giving it away. So when you're in those moments where you want to satiate your senses or you want to numb yourself out with food, try the practice of giving some food away and see what happens in those moments. So simple concepts for today, just evaluating where you live, finding out, doing some research, finding out what's seasonal in your area, connecting to that and start to play with it. See if you can bring yourself into harmony with the seasons. These are ancient practices. It's not by accident uh, that have had lots of studies that have people eating seasonally. Uh, Chinese medicine, Ayurvedic medicine are two places where you can start just doing the research. Look at where you live in the world. What was traditionally grown there? Can you start eating that way and notice Then if you're from another part of the world, think about that. If you have immigrated and you are living in North America, but you're from India, of course your body is going to crave some of the foods from that part of the world. So play with that too, but maybe stay within partially the seasons of where you are if you're in winter, but what you would traditionally eat in winter in India if that's where you're missing. If you're from an island, traditionally eating what you would eat in the fall in the islands, that ley line is important. And right now, we obviously have the luxury because we're uh, shipping food everywhere. So you can play with this and see what happens. You can always get spices, add them to locally grown food, and see what happens. See what you realize about yourself, realize about the land where you came from, and how you can create that balance and get away from the treads and the fads and consuming foods that maybe don't even align with your ecosystem. And then bringing that component in of being of service with the food rather than overindulging for self, taking a meal, giving it to someone else, giving the extra food in your cupboards to maybe a monastery or a shelter or a neighbor, just paying it forward and then pay it forward to earth, create a compost and feed it to your garden. And if you don't have a garden, make a compost and donate that to a local grower. There's a lot of urban and rural farming coming up that I'm sure they would love to have extra compost. So this is how we be simply with our roots. We reconnect to the earth in a simple way, the way it was designed. I'm not sharing anything that's new or different, just 
potentially inspiring you to think about how you relate to yourself, your soil, and society. Until next time, this is she signing out with a deep bow, a soft gaze, and a namaste.